0: Hi, y'all, this is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and our new podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Today, I want you to pour yourself an extra-large cup of coffee, put your feet up, light a candle, and take an extra-long coffee break with me. You deserve the rest. Today, we're finishing our 10-part series on the 10 essentials to homeschooling. In our final segment, we're discussing the 9th and 10th essential to homeschooling. In the rest of the series, we shared how bible time, meal time, outdoor time, read-aloud time, morning time, playtime, family time, and friend time are all essentials for thriving and surviving while homeschooling. Today's two topics might surprise you. One was mandated by God and the other is mandated by me. You know, it's time to take a sabbatical. Yes, you heard me correctly. Perhaps it's time for you to take a little break. Well, you can't stop being a mom. For better or for worse, those little eating machines are yours forever, and there is no such thing as early retirement to motherhood. But you can take a much-needed break. The best way to ensure burnout, total exhaustion, or a mental breakdown is to ignore God's mandate to rest. Take it from me, a recovering workaholic and a partially insane homeschool mom. This is truth. Not only can you trust this because I speak from experience, but because it's straight from God's Word. We bookended this series on the essentials of homeschooling with spending time with the Lord. We started with personal quiet time as our first essential, and we're ending it with spending time with the Lord on the Sabbath. It's okay. I give you permission to stop, to just breathe. Sometimes, we just need someone who's been there, done that, to come alongside of us and give us permission to stop. It's okay to take time to rest, refresh, and rejuvenate. Sometimes we just need someone who understands that rolling around on the floor every time the word math is mentioned. Or someone who can relate to leaving the house while wearing their shirt inside out. Yep, true story. Multiple occasions. And it's a gift when you find someone who understands your coffee mug has been in the microwave for five hours Or someone who understands why your coffee mug is in the freezer and there's frozen bananas in the kitchen drawer. Yep, another true story. But you don't need to tell you this, but you might need the reminder. I can't tell you how many engines I have destroyed because I ignored the warning light that was flashing on my car dashboard. Or how many times as a teenager, my car stalled on the highway because I ignored the low fuel light. Eventually, my car would die, or I would run out of gas, and I had no one to blame but myself. You know, God knew we would run ourselves into the ground. He knew our human nature would ignore the flashing warning signs. He knew we would push ourselves to the point of exhaustion, and He knew we would work in our own strength. He knew we would not tap into His fuel tank until we were physically broke or spiritually empty. That's why He designated and designed the Sabbath. This is one reason why He designed a day of rest for us. It's so we could mentally, physically, and spiritually rest. God not only calls us to honor the Sabbath by setting aside time each week to worship and honor Him, but He also knows we need time each week to just rest, a day to refresh our souls, our hearts, and our minds. Essential number nine is to make sure we honor the Sabbath by setting aside time to rest. A good friend of mine, she finds her rest ironically while hiking. Personally, I don't get it. Hiking up a hill just to hike back down is pure torture, but she loves it. She finds her solace and peace as she walks. She finds evidence of God's fingerprints all around her as she hikes, and she takes beautiful pictures of God's handiwork. She feels God's presence as she walks along the path. It's her happy place it's her Sabbath. For me, it's cooking. And this may seem like work to some of you. But cooking is my happy place. It's my love language. I enjoy cooking. I love being creative in the kitchen. I love all the traditions that surround cooking. And I love the gathering that takes place around a meal. Whatever your happy place is, whatever feeds your soul, whatever refreshes you or hydrates you, make time to do that at least once a week. Creating a Sabbath day for yourself and for your kids is an essential. And are you looking for your joy? Well, I found it. It's in the Sabbath. Isaiah 58, 13-14 says, If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, Then you will find your joy in the Lord. Did you catch that? By keeping the Sabbath, by delighting in the Lord and not going our own way, we'll find our joy in the Lord. But wait, let me read to you the message version. It's translated this way If you watch your step on the Sabbath and don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy and God's holy day as a celebration, And if you honor it by refusing business as usual while making money and running here and there, then you will be free to enjoy God. Did you catch the slight change? If you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, then you will be free to enjoy God. I love this translation. The Sabbath is meant as a time for us to enjoy God. We can't do that if we're always running here and there. We need a day to rest. Honoring the Sabbath is not only an essential to homeschooling, but an essential to our spiritual health. But how can we incorporate the principle of Sabbath into our homeschooling? Well, first, make sure you and your family honor the Sabbath. Second, consider building margins into your school week. Instead of doing school five days a week, consider doing school four days a week. Just like a sheet of paper has those little margins on each side of the page, A four-day school week allows time for the extras or for those little emergencies that come up. You have space built into your week for a God-appointed interruption. And you won't feel so stressed to take time off of schoolwork when something unexpected happens. Third, make sure you and your kids take time each day to rest. We already talked about making sure our kids have free time during the day. That was essential number six. Free time is also a great time to nap, rest, pray, read your Bible, or time to just do something that refreshes your soul. Another suggestion comes from Sarah McKenzie, the author of Teaching from Rest. She suggests taking a Sabbath break every six weeks. We were doing something like this since our days of classical conversations. After six weeks of school time, our CC co-op took the seventh week off but it wasn't until I read Sarah Mackenzie's book that I really started taking the seventh week completely off. You see, I used to use the second week as a time to catch up on things, which really didn't give us much of a break. Now that we really take the seventh week off to rest and recuperate or to do something fun as a family, I totally understand the blessing of taking a Sabbath week. We now come back after our seventh week break Rested, refreshed, and ready to hit the books again. Finally, consider applying the Sabbath's double portion principle to your weekly planning. In the book of Exodus chapter 16, God explained to Moses the principle of double portions. In order to truly rest on the Sabbath, the Lord gave the Israelites double portions of manna the day before. The Lord provided exactly what was needed for both days so that the Israelites could truly rest on the Sabbath. So why not apply the double portion principle to your week as well? Take time on Fridays to plan for the following week so you can truly rest on the weekend and enjoy the Sabbath on Sunday. This way, you're not frantically getting lessons ready on Sunday night or early Monday morning. You're really enjoying the Lord and enjoying a bit of a break. So make sure you include Sabbath time in your homeschooling. It's not only essential for your state of mind and physical well-being, but it will allow you time to truly worship and glorify the Lord on the Sabbath. And finally, our last essential of homeschooling is silly time. We really need to take time to just be silly. We need to laugh until we cry, or in my case, until I can't breathe. Splash in the puddles, make dirt pies, explode things, have a dance party. In order to fulfill our ministry of motherhood and our calling to homeschool, we really do need a sense of humor. We need to laugh at ourselves and laugh with our kids. We can't take our mishaps and mistakes and missteps too seriously. Give yourself grace and then extend that grace to your kids and your husband too. You know what, take pictures of the messes and the imperfect days, not just the pictures of your perfect projects. Make Messy Monday a thing. Post your messes and your epic school project fails on social media, as well as your picture-perfect gourmet dinner and Greek-tiled mosaic that you made with your kids. Do you remember those three words you wrote down in part one of this series about how you wanted your kids to describe you and their homeschooling experience in 10 or 20 years? What were those three words? I'm sure they weren't ranting, crazy, lunatic. Give yourself a break, and if that means being a little silly for a while, then do it. God doesn't expect perfection. He seeks transformation. Philippians 1.6 reminds us that we could be confident of this thing, that he who has begun a good work will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God isn't finished with us yet, and he certainly isn't finished with your child either. It's okay to mess up, and it's okay to laugh at the messes we make. God calls us to be faithful disciples, not phenomenal teachers, he doesn't want perfect moms. He wants a faithful servant. Having fun while homeschooling isn't a given, but not taking ourselves too seriously is an essential. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, coffee with Consultant. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need a little encouragement, or share it with a friend who might be homeschooling for the first time. We hope you were blessed by our series on the 10 essentials of homeschooling. There really is no one perfect curriculum or best methodology. Just make sure whatever you do, you make time for the essentials. Like Jamie Erickson, author of Homeschool Bravely says, Don't put a period where God wants to put a comma. If this year of homeschooling didn't look at all like you had planned, don't give up. First, this was no year like any other. Second, perhaps God had other plans for you, your family, and your homeschooling. Hang in there and join us again for our next few podcasts. We will be digging deep into the book of Jonah, exploring what to do when our plans don't match God's plans. And now that this crazy school year is almost over, We'll be talking about how do we end this year strong. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.